the Athletics and Fitness Association of America contracted with professional exam services to conduct a practice analysis of certified group fitness instructors in 2016. This practice analysis study defines the current knowledge, skills, and abilities that must be demonstrated by entry-level credential holders to safely and successfully practice. This study also serves as the blueprint for determining the content for the certification exam. The performance domains as validated by the 2016 job analysis study include the information below. Domain number one, 32% fundamentals of exercise science. Domain number two, 28% class design and planning. Domain three, 28% class instruction and presentation. And domain four, 12% professionalism. Domain one, fundamentals of exercise science. This domain encompasses the scientific knowledge bases that are fundamental to all activities performed by group fitness instructors. You must have a knowledge of basic structure and function of nervous, muscular, and skeletal systems, basic structure and function of cardiovascular and respiratory systems, fundamentals of human movement, science, kinesiology, including basic biomechanical terminology and how muscle actions and outside forces relate to human movement, fundamentals of exercise, metabolism, nutrition and bioenergetics, including basic training adaptations, training concepts such as flexibility, cardiorespiratory, core, balance, plyometric, SAQ, which is speed, agility, quickness, and resistance. Adaptation, progression, specificity, overload, and recovery concepts. Health benefits of exercise, such as weight management, preventing chronic disease, stress management, and increased energy. Basic considerations for special populations, such as medical and orthopedic conditions, special needs, older adults, and pre- and postnatal physiological responses to environmental conditions such as temperature, humidity, altitude, and pollution. Those are all part of domain one, fundamentals of exercise science, which is 32% of what the practice analysis study deemed the basics that entry-level fitness instructors should have to safely and successfully practice. Domain two, which was 28% was class design and planning. Now this domain encompasses the essential tasks performed when designing and or planning for a well-structured and balanced fitness class for a diverse group of participants in order to create a safe and effective class and reduce the potential for injury. These tasks uh, include, so there's seven tasks. Task number one, Define class objectives such as endurance training, strength training, stability and core, flexibility, weight management in order to create a goal-oriented class. Task number two, select specific exercises appropriate for each class component such as warm-up, main body of the workout, and cool-down based on class objectives and format with consideration of fitness and skill levels of participants. Task number three, select Equipment based on understanding of the multiple uses for exercise equipment, classroom constraints such as size availability, class objectives and format, and the fitness level of participants. Task number four, 
Select appropriate music based on the context of the class, such as appropriate BPM for activity, using music genre styles conducive to activity, consideration of participant demographics, in order to create a safe and effective motivating and dynamic experience. Task number five, design class movements, combinations, and or choreography and transitions that will ensure class flow. Number six, select options and develop a plan for incorporating modifications, progressions, and regressions for specific exercises used in the class based on considerations for participants at varying levels of fitness. And finally, task number seven, develop a plan to periodically and strategically change class components by varying elements such as music, exercises, and intensity in order to support continued participant engagement and retention. In order to be successful in domain two, class design and planning, you need to have a knowledge of the following. Basic components of a class, such as warm up, main body of the workout and cool down. Class types and formats, like dance, aqua, indoor cycle, interval resistance, flexibility. And you should know the benefits and the expected results of such class types formats. You need to be able to take into consideration various class sizes, locations, and environments, such as if you're outdoors, the pool, small spaces, you're on the gym floor. You also need to have a knowledge of the methods that you could use to improve potential results, such as adjusting and altering things like frequency, intensity, time, type of training, and or tempo. You also have to have knowledge of SMART goal development, so SMART goals, you also need to have knowledge of proper warm-up exercises and techniques, proper cool-down exercises and techniques, proper techniques to increase muscular strength and endurance, and proper techniques to improve your cardiovascular fitness and increase flexibility and improve mobility. So things like static and dynamic stretching. And you have to also have proper technique, like no proper technique to improve stability and balance and the appropriate exercises to use in different class formats. Sequencing is also something you should know, proper sequencing, transition flows, so using your movement combinations, your choreography to have proper flow. Um, you need to know how to modify exercises, progressions, as well as regressions. And you also need to know about various group fitness related equipment that's appropriate, their safe use, um, the space requirements for them, etc. Proper music, very important, BPM and the volume decibel guidelines for common class activities. Music styles and tempos that are appropriate for different class formats and class components. Music structures, so we're using how to use the music um, structures such as the chorus, the verse, using 32 count phrasing, uh, radio edits, DJ mixes, mashups, things like that, really just knowing how to use your music in your class. And lastly, the differences, knowing the differences between freestyle, pre-designed, and pre-choreographed class formats. And that's domain two, 28%. Um, the study showed that you need to at least have that skill base to start teaching classes. Uh, domain three out of four is class instruction and presentation. So this domain encompasses, encompasses, I don't know why I can't say that word, <laughs> encompasses the essential tasks performed to deliver a positive, safe, and effective group fitness class. These tasks include coaching, demonstration, monitoring, and providing modifications. So the tasks that you need to know, um, or you, you will be 
doing when you teach classes on a very basic level. Uh, There's nine of them. Task number one, you need to be able to communicate the class objective and design to participants so that they know what's to expect in the class. Number two, you need to demonstrate correct exercise form and technique. Number three, you need to instruct the participants using various cueing techniques in order to facilitate safe and effective movement execution and transitions. Number four, you need to utilize positive and inclusive coaching techniques to motivate participants and encourage continued class participation. Number five, you need to monitor participants' exercise and their movements their form, their posture, and their exertion levels to identify if there's any contraindications or if you need to individualize or modify exercises. You also need to provide exercise and movement feedback and corrections, regressions, and modifications in order to prevent injury. Number seven, you need to provide movement options to accommodate different fitness goals and enhance participants' experience. Number eight, you need to instruct participants on how to monitor their own pacing and intensity using the measure of exertion. Any measure of exertion could be um, check your pulse. It could be scale of one to 10. It could be rate of perceived exertion, etc., to enable to help them exercise at the most appropriate level. And number nine, you need to maintain the flow and the structure of the class, including adapting to unexpected environmental conditions, such as interruptions, potential conflicts, equipment failure, insufficient equipment. So you have to be ready for that at a very base level. You need to have knowledge of communication, and obviously, to be able to speak clearly, make eye contact. You need coaching and motivation techniques to engage and retain participants. You need to also consider participant-centered teaching approaches, so how you approach um, your participants depending on the class, uh, various learning styles, so your participants, whether they're visual, auditory, kinesthetic. You also need to know about appropriate class objectives and design characteristics that should be communicated to the participants at the very beginning of the class. Uh, major types of classes, you need to know about them. Uh, thing, you know, cardio classes, strength classes, flexibility, fusion, benefits of each, right? Um, you have to know about appropriate music, equipment, temperature, and other environmental considerations for each type of class, various cueing techniques such as verbal, nonverbal, music-based cueing, and when to use them. Um, you definitely need to know about proper body alignment and posture. So things like having a neutral spine, lordosis, kyphosis uh, during exercise, uh, safe and exercise, excuse me, safe and effective exercise technique, such as joint alignment, range of motion. Uh, You need to know about correct mechanics for each exercise, movement, stabilization, and balance. You need to know about the physical signs and symptoms of over and under exertion, fatigue, and dehydration, as well as heart rate responses to various class components, so what the heart's doing at different parts of the class. Uh, You need to know methods of monitoring exercise intensity. So I mentioned this before, such as rate of perceived exertion, so RPE or talk tests, or if they have monitoring devices that take their pulse. You need to know modifications for exercises that are really complex or have high impact levels or high fitness levels. And you need to know how to modify. So things like taking out the arms or removing the jumping or things like doing push-ups on knees. Um, You also need to know the appropriate responses to unexpected environmental conditions such as interruptions, potential conflicts, equipment failure, insufficient equipment. So just kind of how to troubleshoot when things happen. 
because they're going to happen in your class. <laughs> and finally, the last domain, um, this one only was 12%, but I'm sure that's just because obviously when you go to teach somewhere, they will have a, you know, code of conduct. They'll, you'll be signing confidentiality agreements. You'll be following, following these types of processes. Um, so they didn't put that, I think as big weighted as much because uh, wherever you go to teach, you'll get that. Having said that, if you're trying to start your own business and teach for yourself, you definitely should um, look into this further. Um, they're only gonna test you 12% of it, of the exam is gonna be on this uh, professionalism, but clearly you need to have all your ducks in a row and all your legal stuff set up for, you know, to be professional. But let me just read out the domain anyway, because it's very, it's, it's good, it's good information. So domain number four is professionalism. Now this domain encompasses the essential tasks focused on working within the confines of scope of practice and safety, legal and ethical requirements, as well as tasks required to increase success as a group exercise professional. So there's seven tasks of to be professional as a fitness instructor. Uh, one is to work within the confines of legal and ethical practices, such as participant confidentiality, proper instructor participant relationships, trademark copy, mu copyright and music. Number two, uh, demonstrating professional behavior, such as effective communication, punctuality, appropriate attire, appropriate language. Number three, operate within scope of practice. So you'll hear people talk about this a lot. We get a tiny bit of information, obviously, on nutrition as it relates to the body and during a fitness class or fitness activity, and that is really it. So not giving in-depth nutritional advice unless you yourself already are a nutritionist, nutritional professional. That's just what that means. Uh, number four, maintain requirements for liability insurance, participant liability waivers in order to help minimize risk for the instructor and the organization. You, number five, fa uh, foster class growth, participant loyalty and retention by building rapport and using marketing strategies. Number six, engage in self-management, such as protect your voice, monitor your workload, avoid overtraining, really important, um, in order so that you can stay healthy and injury-free, as well as prevent burnout. And number seven, uh, being able to respond to emergencies following established protocols and documentation requirements. So again, if you go to teach somewhere, this is all laid out for you already. If you're starting your own business, most legal, um, most, if you get insurance, they'll tell you everything that you should have to, to protect yourself. And all of these things are, these tasks are included in that. So in terms of uh, domain number four, professionalism, some of the things you have to have knowledge of is uh, applicable musical music licensing laws, what you can use, what you can't use, uh, participant confidentiality requirements, credible sources of information. So when you get certified, obviously that certifying body, you can use their resources, their information um, when you're speaking to people and referring people um, to other resources. Um, they're clearly credible. Hopefully that's uh, an organization you picked. Um, you should know established industry guidelines regarding ethical practice. Um, again, your insurance company will have all of this stuff. Um, you should know scope of practice limitations. So I did mention this, such as nutritional advice, medical advice, psychological advice. Uh, you should have liability insurance, bare minimum. Um, you should just know about proper and appropriate physical contact with participants. Um, condition, certain considerations around social media, like appropriate content and, you know, whether the participants agree, getting the participants to agree to have their pictures 
being posted. Um, the licensing again, because as you know, on social media, the licensing will um, make it so that your videos, if you have it on video and it's not yours and you don't have paid for it, um, that it will be copyright and pulled or muted. Um, and just things in the facility, like what you can use. Uh, you also should have knowledge of emergency response preparedness, documentation requirements. So obviously knowing, um, having your first day in your CPR, that'll, that's something that you have to have. You should also know aspects of professional behavior, just in general, being punctual, wearing proper attire, using appropriate language. Uh, you should know customer service strategies because uh, clearly, even if you are working for a gym, um, and they're doing it a lot more now that there's social media, but in the back in the back in the day, you didn't really have to worry too much about that. Um, they did all the marketing, they did everything, and you just showed up to teach your class, and you did a lot more in-person communication and relationship building with your people. So you would go out for coffee after with people from your class, etc. Now, because of social media, they are getting a lot of their instructors to um, help draw bring people in so posting online and doing that and giving you templates to use and and that sort of thing and you're able to share their posts and that sort of thing um so but still customer service strategies such as you're teaching and someone has a complaint like what do you do you don't you know that type of thing so it'll talk to you about customer service strategies um and then also marketing strategies i just mentioned right so talk to you about you want to foster class growth you want to increase your participant loyalty retention so that's something that you're going to need to know on a very basic level before you start teaching. And lastly, the potential risks and occupational hazards um, to yourself, really. So things like overuse injuries, overtraining syndrome, vocal damage, um, and things you can do to prevent that. Things like using a microphone, um, turning the music down, uh, yeah, uh, pacing yourself as far as your classes you teach, um, using more of your cueing. Uh, in order to save your body from a lot of the, the work. Yeah, so that's the knowledge that they, they say for professionalism. And they all kind of overlap. So that is the candidate. That's the biggest thing I pulled out of the candidate handbook for the AFA Certified Group Fitness Instructor um, exam. Uh, mostly I wanted to see what the exam was weighted. So those domains kind of give us an idea. And yeah. Next up, the study exam. <laughs>